We have a good lesson this morning, but I, I have to I have to practice my my let's see, how's my phrase go? <laughs> uh, Kumanju. Did I say it right? Kumaju? Kumanju? Kumanju. Kumanju. No faju. Kuman? Kumanju. 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 No faju. All right. I'm working on my uh, foreign languages, right? Uh, you guys help me with my Pele. That's very good. Uh, we are going to be talking uh, about Acts. Um, we are in uh, chapter chapter 2, verses 33 through 41. And we're talking about action required. In the middle of this passage, we get, what should we do, they ask. And, and uh, it's a good, good question to ask. But let's open in prayer. Father... I thank you for your word. I thank you that your spirit convicts and draws us to the point where we are required to act. I pray that you would help us to uh, see clearly uh, when we come to those points and that we would act boldly. Uh, be with us as we uh, read your word and as uh, we process it. Uh, guide, guide us by your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We have... Acts chapter 2, and we are in, let's see, 33. Acts chapter 2, verses 33 through 41. Let's begin there. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, this is right after we've gone through that Jesus was raised up, and that the apostles are all witnesses. And so then in verse 33, he says, Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel, therefore, know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Pretty uh, dramatic speech by Peter. And uh, the people got it because they asked, what must we do? Bottom line is, action is required from you. 
action is required from each one of us. God created us. He created this whole world. He set it up with Satan. He purposely had Satan here so that we would have a choice. And we are called to make a choice, to take action. When you're born, you have one thing that you are called to do. And until you do that one thing, you haven't accomplished anything. And that one thing is decide what you are going to do about God. There is a God, and you have to decide what you're going to do about it. Are you going to deny him? Are you going to ignore him? Or are you going to follow him? Are you going to accept him? And until you make that decision, your life is just meandering. And you can accomplish lots of things in the world and not accomplish anything in eternity. So this is the one thing. This is where action is required. You have to make a decision. You have to act on what you know. You know, uh, when I uh, get things, like we get some uh, equipment for... Uh, the job out here. We got that generator. Uh, we got a uh, pump. We're pumping water. And uh, you get this big box. And on the box, it says, some assembly required. Right? Mm -hmm. When you get the box, you pull things out. You have to do something to make it work. Right? Mm -hmm. You got all the pieces. Everything is right there. But some assembly is required. You have to do something to make it work right. If we take that, that uh, pump, we had the pump that we pumped the water out over here. If we take that pump and we go over and we just turn the switch on and pull the cord, you know what would happen? We would burn up the engine because there's no oil in the engine yet. They didn't put oil in the engine because they got to ship it. And so you have to assemble it. You have to do something. There is some action required. You have to do something. That is the way this life is. You live through this life and if you don't take action on the eternal things, you're going to burn up your engine. You're going to waste your time here. Don't waste your time here. Take action. That's what we're talking about today. What happens to you during your life are the parts, the pieces that God gives you. And guys, sometimes the parts that God gives you are hard. They hurt. But those things are meant to point us to God, because God has eternity set out where there are no, there is no pain and there are no tears. And he said, I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you to give you a hope, to give you a future into eternity. That is my plan. Look at the things around you. Look at the actions that you live in, in the things that you live in in this world, and they hurt. That's not what I plan for you. I have a better plan for you, but you have to take action. You have to decide what you're going to do about it. God has given us, given these things to us, and now we have to choose. What are you going to do with them, and how are you going to respond? Christianity is about the action that is required. What are you going to do about it? Acts 2, 33 Going back to our passage, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. They were seeing God's hand coming forth. And guys, that doesn't happen all the time. You know what we call that when something 
out of the ordinary happens, we call it supernatural. We call it a miracle. God doesn't show his hand all the time. As a matter of fact, he very seldom shows his hand overtly like that. And so if we see something like that, we have to pay attention. Remember, your whole purpose in this life is to make a decision about God. And if he reveals himself to you somehow, pay attention. Pay attention. Acts 2, 34, For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. You see, Jesus came to earth as God in the flesh. And when he got done, he said, It is finished. And yet, we look at his life and we say, What did he do? He lived, he talked to a bunch of people, and he got killed. What did he accomplish? But he was obedient. And God took his obedience and transformed it into Christianity that we see today. 2,000 years later, there are millions of people still talking about and pursuing Christ who lived just three years, performed a few miracles, and got killed by people. God took that obedience and transformed it into the kingdom of heaven. And that's what he's calling us to do. We make our decision. Are we going to obey? Are we going to pursue him or are we not? If we obey and pursue him, we may not see the fruit. But we are called to obey and let God take care of it. Jesus walked in full obedience to God. Once he had accomplished what God called him to accomplish, God took him to heaven, set him at his right hand, and he said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies my fo your footstool. Jesus is sitting, waiting for God to accomplish what he's going to accomplish out of Jesus' obedient life. And that's what we get. We get the opportunity to obey in this life and then continue on into eternity and let God produce the fruit out of our lives, out of our obedience. Walk in obedience to God. He uses our feeble, finite efforts and works outside the realm of time and space. He is God. He works outside of that to accomplish his purpose through our obedience. Zechariah 4, 6, Jesus, uh, God is talking and he says to Zechariah, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's how he works. He works in the spirit, and we don't see that. Going back to our passage, Acts 2.36, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him, that is Jesus Christ, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, and this is the, the crowd that had gathered in Jerusalem, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Guys, they came to the point where they knew they had to take action. They heard, they saw God acting. God's hand is revealed. We need to make a decision. We can't just ignore it. To ignore it is your own destruction. When you hear God's truth and don't act on it, your heart gets harder and gets harder. 
and you go to church every week and you don't take action and you don't commit to the Lord and you don't change your life, your heart will be hardened. God is going to convict you through his word, through his spirit. In Hebrews 4.12, he says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word speaks truth. And when that truth comes in, God's spirit uses it to convict us. But if we ignore that and we push that aside, there is no hope for us. And we are just going to live this life and go off the end of this life and go on into hell for eternity. You have this life to make a decision. Do not, 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says, do not quench the spirit. If he's convicting you, don't ignore it. Don't push it away. Take action. Take action. Acts 2.38, back to our passage, this is the crux of it. And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's the action point, guys. You see, in him, in Ephesians 1, 13 through 14, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, you were sealed yeah, excuse me, and you, you believed in him, you were sealed with a promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. This is the action point. This is where we get opportunity to do something. Repent, change direction, make a decision that you're going to act on God's calling. For the promise is for you, back in our passage, Acts 2, 39. For the promise is for you, for your children, for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. There is a promise, and that promise is that you will receive his spirit and have eternity throughout. And with many other words, Peter bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word who believed it, they accepted that they needed to take action. Their action was, they stepped up and said, I accept, I'm a sinner, I need Christ, I want to be baptized, I want to make a public profession. Does that, is that required for salvation? No, it's the fruit of a heart that will be saved. Your baptism is the fruit of the heart that will be saved. And I would strongly encourage you, if you claim Christ and you have not been baptized, you need to step up. If you haven't claimed Christ, claim Christ, step up and be baptized. Make a commitment, transform, take action, do something that's going to impact your eternity. Guys, I am not a pastor. I am not a great theologian. I am just a guy who works. I started off on a shovel, digging in construction. And I went to college and I got an engineering degree and I started engineering and I work in construction and I do different things, but I am just another guy. 
And so I read first, uh, or I was thinking about this this morning. I come and talk to you, and, and some of you think, well, Daryl, he, he's, he's uh, a really smart guy. I am not. I just dying to know God's word, and I want to share God's word with you. And guys, you have the same opportunity. You have God's word. And if you don't, if you can't read it, you can listen to it. I have, I'm, I'm putting out a, uh, these messages every day. And so I record them. If you want to get them, you let me know. I will put you on my list. There are many ways that you can hear God's word. Get into his word. Pursue him. I want to read 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians, but it's my heart to you guys. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling, and my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest on the wisdom of men, on my wisdom, but on the power of God. I'm praying that my words, imperfect as they are, will be used to help you see God, not me. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a trained theologian. I'm a man who's convicted by God's Spirit and determined to pursue Him by grace. I've taken action, and I'm committed to that action of pursuing Christ. Not that I've attained all these things or have already been made perfect, but I press on toward my fuller commitment and my fuller understanding of who he is. And I want to share that with you. If God is convicting your heart, take action. Whatever it is, take action. You can't just sit there. Don't sit. Don't let it fade away. You have only this one life to live. And nobody knows on this earth how long your life will be. Take action. Use this time to impact eternity, your eternity and the eternity of those around you. You have that opportunity. Every one of you has that opportunity. Thank you. I am, uh, I am blessed and uh, privileged to get to speak to you guys. And it's not because I'm a great theologian, but I do long to share with you the truth of who God is. And let's impact eternity, your eternity and everybody around you. Let's impact eternity. Thank you. I want to close in prayer. Father, thank you for these men. I pray that you would impact their hearts, that you would convict them, that you would draw them to you. Lord, give them boldness to take action. You have given us a spirit. Your spirit comes to us as a spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. And I pray that you would give them that power that love and that self-control and desire to take action, to change, to repent, to, to move in the direction that would glorify and honor you. Thank you for this time to share. I pray that you would bless them, draw them to you through this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it.